Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, Moira Kasaba, and you guys are in for a treat today. This episode is definitely for my audience that is a little bit more mystical, a little bit more woo, a little bit more law of attraction, a little bit more universe. You guys know that like I love all things and I believe too, and we're not going to go off on this tangent, but you know, when we're talking about universe or um, higher power, you know, it's, it's all the same thing in my world. Like we're talking about God, we're talking about one thing. So I just don't want to, you know, shut anybody off. That's a little bit more on the religious end of the spectrum, because to me, it's all beautiful. It's all one. And Srimati is on the show today and she is one of the most beautiful souls that I have ever had the beautiful opportunity to connect with. She just radiates this presence about her. She's married to the one and only Rich Roll. Um, if you don't know who Rich Roll is, you need to know who Rich Roll is. I have followed Rich Roll for years, listened to his podcast, you know, absorbed just everything that he teaches. He's got such an incredible story. And here's the woman behind this behind the curtain, right? But she's not behind the curtain. That's the coolest thing. She obviously is a mother. She is an author. She is a teacher. But I think most of all, she's a healer. And I want to read you from her website because I think this is so incredibly beautiful. It says this, that she believes each life is created in the perfection of a unique blueprint that has inherent within its design all that is needed for its full expression. Srimati is a powerful living example of how to love ourselves more so that we can live our unique design in full and expansive self-expression. When we live in this frequency, we bless all life around us. (sighs) You guys, get ready for this great conversation. Let's dig in. Julie, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm so excited just to have the opportunity to connect with you as a human being and as a woman and have a conversation. I would love for you to start out. Who is who is Julie? And kind of yeah. can you answer that elevator pitch question a little bit? I mean, I know there's so much. So how would you sum it up? Oh, wow. What a beautiful question. Thank you so much for asking that. Yeah. Okay, so who is Julie? Um, Julie is an aspect of a multidimensional life form Mm. that spans space and time. And uh, even in the Julie incarnation, I'm a woman of many names. It's it's actually kind of hilarious because um, when my fourth child was born, I took a spiritual name. I was actually given the name, uh, wasn't expecting it. And I was given this beautiful spiritual name, uh, of the Vedic lineage, and it's called Ma Ananda Srimati. Oh, and this means blissful, beautiful, and fortunate. Mm. <laughs> so it's a really, be- it's a quite a blessing of a name, like quite yes. extraordinary of a name. And, you know, we were talking before we started the mics, the recording going about, because I said Moira, and you were like, thank God you said my name correctly. <laughs> and I was sharing that, you know, it's this frequency thing because when, you know, I never even dared to try to use Ma Ananda Srimati because that just would have been like a disaster in, <laughs> yes. in modern culture. Um, but I did shorten it to Srimati. And even Srimati, people can't say. 
So they're always, you know, wow. it's a frequency. Um, but what I would say is during this time I wrote, I tried to write this uh, blog post uh, talking about what is in a name, what is the power of a name and what is entailed in a name. And I was speaking of the Native American traditions where when they go through initiations and rites of passages, they take on new names mm-hmm. because really in this human life, I'm not saying only I am a multidimensional being, what I am sort of fostering and holding space for in my mentorship community, Water Tiger, is for us to start to expand our idea of what it means to be an identity. And, you know, back in the day, or at least I was grow I grew up in the in the time of on in this culture where you know, people were always very suspicious of me because I do many things. So they would be like, well, how can you be an artist and a mother and a contractor and an author and a singer? Immediately, they just shut down and they think you're irrelevant because you, you know, you couldn't be a worthy in any of those experiences. But I'm sure many people that are listening to this conversation right now, you have something that you came into this life knowing how to do. Like for me, it's sculpture. Like I know how to sculpt. I was a sculptor very clearly. And I have not chosen to do it in this lifetime yet because I already did that. But the times that I picked up the clay, I had very revered artists noticing what I was doing. And and in a way I could have like created a big career around that. I mean, um, Anthony Minghella, the director of English Patient, um, he saw some of my pieces in Rich's then office and just couldn't stop talking about them. Wow. And, you know, he's, he's one of the most revered artists, you know, I mean, just genius, genius. And he transitioned and left his body some years later. I mean, some years ago, but um, what I'm, what I'm sharing this for is that we all have talents, abilities, awarenesses that we are continuing from previous life experience. Mm. So for me, Julie, it wasn't even until really recently that I was even able to say the name Julie, like it would have been like Julie, like it just didn't, I was like those people that can't say Srimati, and then people would say Julie, and I'd say no, Julie, like, but now I'm more integrated, like I really can uh, say that name. And, and I think these are all fractals and aspects of ourselves that we're integrating into the one. Mm. So Julie is, um, a multifaceted, I'd say crystal. And um, for purposes of teaching, I use a 12 identity model. Like we have 12 aspects of ourselves that we're integrating into the 13th, which is unity. And that is what is going on right now. So as a little sort of homework for anybody listening, if this sort of inspires you or excites your fire inside um, is uh, I would, um, I just realized why my white, why my mic is not working, and it was. Do you have the end of the cord right there? <laughs> it's not connected into the scarlet. Do you? I, you think this sounds okay? Then we just leave. Yes, it. I think we I don't think I'm speaking into this mic at all. Okay, great. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you will have to edit that out. <laughs> no, I kind of love it. I kind of love real life. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, so basically. Um, you know, you could, you could just do it. Like I would encourage you to allow yourself to dream and to sit down and imagine if you were 12 aspects of life, what are those colors? What are those identities? What are those species? And are they all existing here on planet earth or are they in other star systems? 
Like, have you always been drawn to, let's say, Pluto or like some, I'm not, you know, that's just an example, <clears throat> but like really start to think of yourself. What if you were more than this identity with this name, with this career, with this family? What if you were more than that? And could you allow yourself to imagine and dream and, and allow yourself to be uh, more than you ever dreamed that you were? So that's a very big answer to who is Julie. But um, Julie is, for me right now, um, my little child who was a human in this incarnation. And one of my recent um, sort of rituals that I do is I, I found a very beautiful picture of her when she was six years old. And she's in a wedding party and she's in the front. And she's so cute, like so adorable, pure you know, really dark brown hair. And my, my dress is way shorter than anyone else's because I, <laughs> I obviously demanded that my mother make it really short. So that would be something that would be, yes, me always into fashion. And, but um, I keep this picture with me and I sit with her at tea every day. And one of the things that I really support the people that work with me in Water Tiger is to um, start to fall in love with yourself at a level where that child, that six-year-old, or maybe it's four, maybe she's eight, or maybe he's, you know, three. Mm. If you can really start to live your life as the guardian protector of that. Yeah, that's powerful. It's powerful. And because, you know, especially as, as mothers, I mean, you know, we've had multiple children and, you know, you guys have all the women listening to this, you know, we've had these experiences where the food is on the way to your mouth and it gets snatched out and someone else is eating the food. Yes, yes. And we just keep, we just keep going because we're mothers. Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah. you eat it. So um, I really think this is the key to um, unlocking some greatness, some yeah. immense beauty that we are on the precipice of embodying is really falling in love with ourselves and taking care of ourselves at that level. Mm, that's so um, powerful. Yeah. It's so interesting to, I mean, think about the spectrum of that, of how the large majority of society, especially women, kind of treat themselves, speak to themselves, that inner dialogue, that harsh judgment and it is the opposite end of the spectrum of how we would ever treat our small children. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Crazy. And if I can go in, because I, I think it's important that we get, that we understand the spiritual histories of this planet so that we understand the game we're in or the yeah. realm that we're in. Mm -hmm. So I often talk about what's behind me too. So you know, as any woman who's been alive with a vagina on planet Earth, <laughs> I love it. We've been, we've been uh, you know, preyed, preyed upon, you know, suffered uh, sexual abuse, or even if not abuse, then inappropriate, you know, at instances where we had to sort of dance our way out of it, or. Yeah. You know, we were taught to be, you know, the, the idea of feminine on this planet is, oh, you should be sweet and you should be reflective. Right. You should be a reflection of the sun because mm -hmm. we're going to tie you to a lunar planetary body that has no, none of its own light. So I'll get back to that wow. in a minute. But wow, that just rocked my world there for a second. It is. So, yeah. so well, let's stay on that. So, you know, so people stay with me. I'm going to say something that's going to be very alarming to many of you. <laughs> so 
So let me let me just give you this background. I, I, I'd like to propose the the reality that the moon is not the planetary body that we think it is. Mm. And that this is a planet that has been un, under uh, control and suppression for eons of time. And if that sounds outrageous that I would say such a thing, just simply read your newsfeed after right. you finish listening to the podcast. Yeah. How is it that we are letting our humanity starve? How is when we have enough food to feed everyone, yes. but yet we can't figure that out. Right. And why is there always this war? Um, uh, I would say it's a, it's a continuing movie. Yeah. And you know, there is no us and them. There was only one, there right. was, there was only one. So it's, it's not the good guys or the bad guys or, you know, who's right or whatever these agendas that are, you know, sort of launched in the public uh, arena. But it's clear that we are not living a humane, divinely connected life, I would say, as a collective. I was just going to say, Julie, don't you think that comes from the detachment of our spiritual selves? I mean, when we are these ego-driven human beings, we completely detach from the real reality, right? Mm -hmm. And we're living in a reality that we have created for ourselves. and you know, to me so often, even as a child, because my mom kind of fostered this in me, I just couldn't understand the division of different countries and different cultures. And, you know, a human being is a human being, a human being is a spiritual being. So I still, it's hard for me to even wrap my human mind around us being against one another, you know? Yes. So much in what you just said. So just while I can, while I can grab that aspect of it. So everything that we interact with in this planetary realm has been reversed and infiltrated for the suppression of humanity. So one thing about that is interesting about water tiger is I have such a large amount of people that were raised in fundamentalist religious uh, Mm -hmm. environments or cults, quite frankly, yeah. because water tiger is a way to know way that allows you to reconnect with the truth of who you are. So what I would say is that um, the religions, uh, okay, so let's just go back thousands and we'll say thousands of years ago, the, the true feminine frequency of what it means to be an embodied divine angelic human being, which has both feminine and masculine was literally eradicated, erased, and ripped out of the fabric of our planetary realm. Mm. So you remember back then, if you healed someone with plants, you were burned at the stake. Uh, We were, you know, there was genocide, there was annihilation. Like this was a very dark agenda, a very dark agenda. And then who started controlling the spiritual narrative of our planet patriarchal controlling isms dogmas that promoted sin separation you know it is unworthiness the fact that if you're spiritual you should martyr yourself right, right? Yeah. so this is underneath the inability that we we're, we we don't have the ability to love ourselves because we have this program in the back that says you should never honor yourself first. That would be right. selfish. Or you right. should, 
even as a woman, you know, be the peacekeeper. You should always be pleasant. You know, we don't want you to, you know, be intense. No, no, no. Like you be, you just be sweet and pretty. And then when you're older and you're not, and you don't have the youth, we're going to define that beauty as being uh, over and we're going to cast you out of the importance of the culture. And then the man is going to go pick another, you know, young woman and cultivate that. And so we all live with that fear of that annihilation coming. So we remember the martyrdom. We remember being ripped out of the culture. I mean, even if you look today, all the famous chefs are men, like how, how is that? Right. right. Who's keeping the eternal flame in the, in the, in the home, the, the mother, the frequency, the feminine frequency. How is it? How is it even possible on paper that the best chefs would be men? How is that true? Yeah, that's crazy to think about. That's right? crazy to think about. Absolutely. No. And and uh, and you know, of course, I'm I'm going to say again, I love men. I'm not saying that now. You know, I I make a joke that like after me too, it was like, okay, now let's cut off all the penises. Like that's the, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, as a, as a as a collective, we're so looking for this consensus. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not the answer, you know, and, and trust me, like I was preyed upon quite brutally in some very dark ways, as I'm sure, you know, many of us have been. And and I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it was nice to see it finally come up for reclamation. Mm-hmm. And now we get to activate the true essence of what it means to be a divine angelic human, which is both masculine and feminine energies fully present because it's both that allows the greatest expansion, the yeah. greatest solution. Can we dig into that? Because mm-hmm. I'll just be totally transparent. I feel like in my marriage, which is amazing, and he is the most amazing human, I can show up very masculine. You know, I'm of that generation that, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make it all happen. I'm going to be the best mom and I'm going to build a big business and I'm going to do it all. And my mom was, you know, a German Navy nurse and she was really the first generation to be able to go out there and have the true freedom to be able to do those types of things. And so of course she raised us as she raised us. And, you know, I see the imbalance in, in a relationship that can come up when more masculine comes out. And then, you know, you tip the scales because then the men go more feminine usually, So what does it mean? We kind of, you kind of touched on it in the beginning, like the true tapping into your true feminine power. How would you define that? What does that look like? Because we are in a world that still seems to think that tapping into your feminine means to be passive, to be submissive, to be soft. Mm -hmm. And for people like me, that's really hard. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and thank you. And thank you for, for you know, uh, stepping up to experience all of that, because I think we're rewriting, we're rewriting this imprint together. Yeah. Okay. So I think part of it is just what I just shared. Like, maybe that's a narrative that many people never even thought about. Like, you know, you're just wondering. And the other thing that I want to put forth is we are in the, we are in the situation that we're in, not because we're, um, you know, evil, uh, you know, unintelligent beings, we're in this scenario by design. Mm. The planetary field and the energetic locks have been sealed on this realm. We've been 
slugging it out here to try to create something of beauty. And these, these ideas are pulsed into the culture. They're in everything. They're in the movie narrative. Yeah. They're in the Disney films. I mean, let's just start there. Like, you know, yeah. now they've started to sort of change them a little bit. So the ultimate key to this, Moira, is claiming your sovereignty. Mm. It is about sovereign embodiment. And what does sovereign embodiment mean? It means being fully present in all aspects of your life print, I call it. So not only in your physical body, so there's a lot of physicality that goes into the yoga and presence. And as we're talking, can everyone just shift their awareness to the spine? Can you feel your spine? As I'm talking to you. So as you learn to embody your physical body, then you move out to the fact that we are light color energy beings. We have not just a physical body, but we have sort of sheaths or you could say dimensional um, stations that are light fields. Mm -hmm. And so with your imagination and your visualization, you can activate these things within you and start to consider yourself as a light being. Now, I was really, so getting back to sort of the relationship issue. So up until this point, and I'm going to say like one year ago, we were in um, a, a, a game, I'd say a field that was about polarity integration. And so I bet most of the illumined women or the ones of us that have that calling or that sort of ache to find that merging with God, whatever yeah. you call God. We are likely in a relationship with the other. We are in the relationship that is in a slumber and we are pulling. We are, and it doesn't even have to be like an ego trip. It's simply physiology. So you're vibrating up, vibrating up, right? And now I would say we we are standing fully in the first stages of a new eon. Wow. And this eon and and that eon, let me go back. This might be helpful to you in your business and in the masculine aspects. So in the previous life, I'm going to call it first life. The way that we manifest was through very masculine, a masculine format. So you have goals. You're you're going to go out, you're going to get your piece of the pie. Um, You're going to step, you know, you're not, you're not going to try, maybe you're not going to try to step on some people, but it doesn't really matter because it's kind of like everybody's getting their piece. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very linear, you know, in a way of step one, step two, Mm -hmm. step three, step, and then it's kind of like that. Right. And it's also, there's a constriction to it. So when I'm talking, if you're sensitive, you can feel it's like a clenching, a grabbing, Mm -hmm. a grasping. Um, so in this new vibration, it is a magnetic, we are in a being, um, paradigm and I don't even use the word manifestation in my spiritual mentorship. Um, I find this manifestation grasping to be a very kindergarten focus, right? There's so many many ideas around it. So many preconceived notions and thoughts around that, that people are attached to really and what they think manifestation is. And also it's kind of a bargain. You're like, I'm going to be spiritual so I can get everything that I want. And yes. It, <laughs> totally. And it in fact is not that actually. It's in fact yeah. quite the opposite and yeah. can be extremely challenging when you step into, you know, really being a warrior. And, and I would say also a lover of your own destiny of what mm-hmm. you want to experience and evolve. Um, so now when I, I talk in Water Tiger is about alignment 
is the new manifestation. So it's about knowing yourself so well, so precisely that you continue to learn to sit inside of yourself, fully present, fully embodied, of course, increasing that awareness of the embodiment of those light fields that you can see. And you're going to put your energy, your presence, your divine gaze in every aspect of your light field and and, and physical body. Mm -hmm. And we have a saying that if you don't embody your life form, both physical and light, something or someone else will. Wow. Because we are in a parasitic vampiric uh, play. Mm. So what I'm saying is fully ignite your presence, develop the tools, the awareness, the will, the heart, the courage to fully embody all aspects of who you are. And then that creates a magnetism. It's a magnetic uh, frequency that will draw to you the things that are in alignment with you. And this is from a deep seated beingness, relaxation, connection to the breath and presence. Presence being we are like the acupuncture points of the divine mission. We are the ground crew of the divine mission and nothing is accomplished without us. So we're not less than another life force that, you know, you know, has consciousness when it times travels or whatever. We're part of that whole sort of scenario. So now I'm going to get back to the relationships. So I taught a workshop on sacred sexuality. uh, Maybe it's been two years at Boone in North Carolina at the art of living. Oh yeah. Um, And I, I didn't really want to teach this. I was like someone who's doing, who's dealing with sex, teach this. And then nobody taught it. So (laughs) I was like, okay, uh, I'll start to embark on it. Um, And it was a solo. It's really a spiritual mission of self recovery. Yeah. Because you can't really uh, step into that until you're fully embodied. And so, but what I did want to propose is that sexuality is a Trinity of forces it's with creativity, spirituality, and sexuality. I love that. I'm writing it down. Creativity, yeah. spirituality, and, and sexuality. sexuality. So that. it's the same. It's the it's the same frequency. It's a trinity of forces. Mm-hmm. And and what we have forgotten is that our sexual energy is the most powerful energy we have available to us in a physical body. And yet the level that we are collectively interacting with it is, is boss, like so dark, you know, most of it infiltrated with pornography, yeah. bestiality, violence, and then that's cloaked in, well, I'm a free person and I'm a, I'm a modern woman and I can, you know, I right. can do whatever I want and, and the amount of plastic devices mm-hmm. and it's just, It's just like, I always imagine like if our greater beings just sort of, you know, phased into our room and watched us having sex, they would be like appalled, really, like really people like, come (laughs) on, you guys, like, what are you doing? You know, again, it's not, it's not because we're, 
you know, I love humanity. We are intelligent. We are resilient. We are in the middle of the beginning of a renaissance that is going to be unprecedented. This is the greatest time on planet Earth. It is being viewed from other worlds. Uh, Beings are clamoring to get into a body to be part of what we're going to co-create here. And this is why you took a body for this moment. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, it's a really beautiful time and, and extremely intense. We're, we're being yeah. faced with all of, uh, you know, all that, that we have the opportunity to, to reclaim, to re-encrypt. And, you know, many of us have lost, you know, close relationships, either from death, transition, um, you know, separation, divorce, uh, you know, career changes, you know, many of us took one second. I think you're frozen. It could be mine. Am I frozen? Maybe I'm going to turn. Should I turn off my video? Does um, that help? It's clear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's okay. see. What was I saying? Um, well, I want to go back to this. You were just talking about this Renaissance and how uh, amazing it is to be, you know, in this world now and the reason why we came forth now. Do you feel that this Renaissance is like our lifetime or do you think it goes beyond that? Oh, really good question. Uh, Yeah, I think it's our lifetime and beyond. So I'm a spiritual initiate of a of a community in Italy called Dominher. Dominher is a a community that was founded over 47 years ago, and they built temples to mankind inside a mountain in secret. And these temples, uh, make sure that you find the tour of the temple online and link it because it's it's an extraordinary experience. And this was a, a community that was created by the founder. It was a, a man named Falco um, Tarasaco. And they take the name of an animal and the name of a plant um, in this community. Uh, but he described himself as a being with memory. Mm-hmm. And the difference between him and <clears throat> most other people that are alive on the planet is that we've been mind wiped. So we, we didn't have the ability to retain our memory to understand who we are. And so um, these temples to humankind are literally, they're like 8,000 square meters and they are uh, temples of devotion, of activation, of creating a new timeline in this realm Mm. because there is a timeline that is not that good. (laughs) And I'm I'm being, I'm being kind. Yes. Uh, So it's very important you know, time is of the essence. Yeah. Um, you must understand that everything matters. Uh, but from their perspective, from our perspective, the total reclamation of the realm and the planet is a 600-year mission. Okay. So we we had, uh, so from our perspective, uh, we were incarnated in Atlantis together mm-hmm. and uh, before the fall. And we made uh, the uh, the arrangements to meet again in this time space to continue uh, our work and to create a new timeline. I love yeah. that. I love that so much. <laughs> Can we go into, you know, the practices? You touched on it when you said, you know, the embodiment of your physicality and your light and breath work and meditation and just being in the stillness of of the wholeness of who you are. But, you know, takeaways or things that people can kind of do to tap more into that. What do you teach? What do you suggest? Mm, Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I guess the beginning is, is just the understanding that you, 
you are a divine emanation of the one breath that is breathing all life. And so whatever you have to do to clear your trauma Mm, um, or the ideas or beliefs that you have maybe adopted by force or by circumstance and start to really feel the equanimity of that. You know, the sun is shining on all creation without cessation. Mm. It's not saying, oh, well, Moira has prettier blonde hair than Julie has, or, you know, Moira was, you know, nicer when she was eight. You know, like, right. it doesn't care. It literally doesn't care. It doesn't even care yeah. if you're spiritual. It literally, you know, being spiritual is a, is a choice of exploration. But again, that sun is just shining on all creation. So when you can step into this truth, you can rescind from the human condition of wanting to create separation, competition, or judgment on other life forms. Yeah. You know, people with different political parties, you know, uh, people with different ideas about uh, their medical sovereignty, at the end of the day, the choice is yours and yours alone. Yes. And you are responsible for it on all levels. Yeah. So if you're taking anything or you're subscribing to something, uh, you are giving your consent, even if you're being passive in that. Yes. Yes. And so some of the original, you know, the initial techniques in my awareness would be starting to eat more plants mm-hmm. as a very base step. And again, I'm not saying that in some circumstances, someone might need some meat. Uh, But what I am saying is that um, uh, let it be done with awareness to the consequences and to really the vibration in your body. Like, is it what you really need or do you have like a cultural uh, condition? Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing would be find a yoga practice immediately, Mm. literally immediately. There is no one on the planet that should not have the yogic practices as tools in their toolkit. Yeah. Because when something really gigantic happens, it is the only thing that will hold you through it. Mm. It might save, I mean, it saves your life over and over and over again. And what I'm saying with this though is don't get all caught up in the dogma and the story and Hinduism. And I mean, you can, it's a, it's a beautiful sort of uh, journey, but, but don't get all mental about it in, in the books and then make it a violence against yourself. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So for sure. The, the truth of a Yogi presence is being spontaneous in the moment mm. and an, and fully embodied a beingness, a beingness in the moment. And there are really no rules. There's no commandments because a being that is integrated in the truth of who they are will act in right alignment spontaneously. Yeah. Right. So, and the, the asana series that the Western, you know, that we've named it this and that, and this hundred hours and those hundred hours, you know, those are just, bullshit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, it's like religion, right? Religion is man-made spirituality. Yo, yeah. The type of yoga you're talking about is very ego-driven, you yeah. know, human being made yoga. Yeah. 
And I mean, great benefits to that, by the way, yeah. like if you want that to be a stop on your journey, highly impactful, right. it, like could change, it can give you the tools, but just don't be in the illusion that that's it. Cause it's not. And really asana is to keep your body supple and flexible and healthy so that you can sit for meditation. So yeah. asana is not a substitute for meditation, uh, but that. it is really, really good. And then, and the breath work, but again, from the yogi systems, you know, it's like what I'm missing from my view. And I don't know, cause I don't go to these breathing practices, but you know, there's a huge trend in everyone's breathing, which is great. <laughs> uh, but without devotion, without the connection to the reverence of life, yes. um, it can just become an ego trip that causes a lot of havoc. And we may see that displayed in the in the documentary old country wild wild country about osho's life uh, which is phenomenal and really a wonderful uh, demonstrate or uh, um, depiction i would say of the person that he left to run his company says that she is not a meditator like that that right there turned the whole thing around. Wow. And also lack of that film is that they did not present the power of Osho's teachings, wow. which are immense, yeah. immense, immense, immense. And it, but it was funny because when I, I would read Osho and I was totally vibrationally in alignment, except for about 8% of the time that I would read, I would be like, Whoa, like that's not yeah. right. And I then when I learned the story, it's because this other thing had come in. Come in. Infiltrated uh, it. Yeah. And there's actually a really genius um video about that Osho talks about the um sort of the multidimensionality of the word fuck. And <laughs> it is so amazing. Like you guys find it and watch it. It's genius. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Um, but anyway, uh, it you know, might be the most multidimensional word word. So much. I mean, he shows all the uses and it's just, yeah. it's just so, so funny. So, so again, you know, in this cancel culture, as we look at, you know, we look at the arena, it's like, we have this mass Coliseum, right. Yes. With the lions and we send people to the wolves to be yeah. annihilated. You know, just remember, especially also- women, especially women, what happens to women in the cancel culture would never happen Amen. to men the way it does. It's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Very true. Remember that it's all perspective and remember that um, you may not be seeing what you think that you're seeing. And so at the end of the day, when you put your head down on the pillow or when you drop the body or like me, I'm taking my body with me when I, transmigrate my body. Um, it has to be your life that you lived. You know, I yeah. can't say, Oh, I didn't fulfill myself. Cause Moira said, yeah. you know, that the answer was under the fifth rock in North Carolina under right. her veranda. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's just really common intelligent. And how about some very good um, sort of grandma adages, keep your hands to yourself <laughs> And the golden rule, treat people how you would like to be treated. Like those two things and an awareness, you're like already light years beyond. Yeah. And it's just, the other thing is um, just to understand how loved, how celebrated and how precious you are. 
every single person listening to these words, exactly as you are right now. Yes. Worthy beyond measure. Worthy beyond measure. I love that. Yeah. Worthy beyond measure. So it doesn't matter. It's like, this is all for your evolution. We're in the world of form. And, you know, you've mentioned ego a couple of times, and I want to make a little refinement on that from my perspective. We all have an ego. If we didn't have an ego, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you on this podcast right right now. I would be a light form in another realm. So we're in the land of forms. We are here to create. And remember that making art with sacred intention is the most powerful thing you can do for humanity. Mm. Yes. And some of what I'm going to be sharing in the coming you know, times is definitely how as artists, we can infuse our work, our songs, our dance, our sculpture, our painting with this vibration of mm. unity, of oneness. And that, my friends, will shift the entire multiverse. Yes, 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 yes. I can feel that in my bones. I just got the shivers, which is the coolest. Oh my gosh, Julie, thank you for opening up your heart and your mind and your energy and just being here and having this beautiful conversation. I I feel like my mind has expanded just tenfold and I'm I'm just I have all these questions and thoughts now. So that's a beautiful thing, you know, when you start to think about things differently when you start to just get beyond, you know, what we've been living in. So thank you for that gift. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And I just want to share. um, So I have two ways people can align with my frequency uh, deeply. Uh, So the first one is water tiger, which I've mentioned. So follow me on Instagram at Srimati. Um, and you can subscribe. It's a monthly subscription. I give a planetary update and answer your questions once a month. Love that. Um, and in the, in the portal now, there's over 50 techniques that are experiential guided meditations that you can stream at will to fall more deeply in love with yourself. And there's a huge mm. range of things. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is, is that I am the founder and creator of a plant-based artisanal cheese collection. It's called Shrimu, S-R-I-M-U, do life, not cheese. Um, and Shrimu is an invitation. It is universal. It's paleo, keto, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-rich, raw. Um, it is really an extraordinary experience. It is primarily home subscription. So go to my site, check out the offerings. And understand that this is a global mission of awakening that is happening through a vehicle of food. I love that. I, I'm getting ready to hop on and subscribe to all of it. <laughs> Thank all you. Right, and we'll keep, yes, we'll keep everything in the show notes so it's super easily accessible for all of my listeners. And Julie, thanks again. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Moira. Uh, Same, same, same feeling. Thank you for everything you're doing and for being here on the planet, sharing your light and your heart and your awareness. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week. 